but one, I think for my money, the best race of the year so far. Um, just with all the stakes and everything going into it, I mean, probably not the most enjoyable just because of all the stoppages and from like a TV viewership perspective, it was, it was kind of tough to like tune in and tune out. But from like the drama to the Max Lewis, I mean, this this race really had it all and had actually some great racing and maybe my favorite new circuit on the on the grid. It, it's wild. I mean, this this um this season is the best Formula One season I've ever watched. And we were talking about it before we hopped on Chase, but there's another good podcast uh, called Checkered Flag. Um, and a bunch of a bunch of Formula One lifers said it. They said this is the best Formula One season of all time. And I think so many people just being recent Drive to Survive fans and stuff like that um, don't realize how crazy this season is. I mean, Chase, it's what we've been hoping for the last six races or even after you know the midway point of this season we are neck and neck tied to the point going into the final race winner takes all between hamilton and verstappen you can't like you cannot draft this this is not wwe this is not some script this is just absolutely (laughs) bonkers it's insane yeah and as much as like uh, we've made kind of suggestions that the FIA has a vested interest in like that. There's like some sort of like conspiracy to make it as good as possible. Like it's just impossible to do. And it's impossible to get finishes like this with personalities like this. Like the fact that you have Max and Lewis such like becoming such a bitter rivalry where you've got the one cool headed Luke. That's kind of been there before fan favorite, seven-time world champion sort of everyone behind him in the best car and then you have this hothead from uh, a team looking to get back on that championship podium for the season and and just doing everything they can it, it scripts so well and this race just had all of it it really did have every element of like what makes this season great in one race yeah and i, I think i think um What's also been pretty interesting, and it's so fun to to do this recap pod after Saudi Arabia, is that they've had a decent amount of respect for each other um, throughout this season. I know we had our early battles. You had the Silverstone collision. You had Brazil. But, like, it wasn't so bad where it's, like, Senna Prost or, like, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't where they were really deliberately, like, trying to crash into each other. Max had been a lot more aggressive than Lewis. Lewis has been the calm, steady head throughout this whole season, and he deserves his praise for that because he's just been the mature one this whole season. But like for the last three races, we haven't seen a lot of one-on-one battles necessarily between Lewis and Max like off of starts. And like you said, Chase, for some people, maybe this was a little bit annoying of a race for how long it took with all the red red flags and the restarts. But in one race's time, it is now a bitter rivalry. I mean, I think Lewis got off that track after winning it um, this weekend, really, really disliking Max Verstappen. And I think Max and Christian Horner and Helmut Marco are livid about Mercedes treatment. Um, this is incredible going into Abu Dhabi. I'm glad we don't have a week in between. Um, you can just feel the tension. It's palpable. It's um, 
there's nothing like it. I, I just don't, I don't feel this way for any other sport at this point. I, this is just so wild. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he was live on the mic going, this guy is fucking crazy. Lewis, this is, and then do they have a mic to each other? Cause at one point he's, he said, dude, what are you doing? I don't know if he was addressing yeah. this. You may know. Do they no, have they don't have a mic to each other. That would be so, that'd be so incredible if they could like speak to each other, like <laughs> yeah, gamers. Definitely. No, they don't have a mic yeah. to each other, but it brings up another point and not to get on a tangent, but like we're getting so much feed in from the radio during these formula one races. I'm wondering if it's becoming a little bit too much. Like this whole season, when you watch the broadcast, you're hearing, so many of them rant and just bitch to Michael Massey and the FIA. Like, I'm wondering if it's like drive to survive during the season. Like I can take episodes where it's extremely emotional and stuff like that. And there's all the drama like that makes sense for a, for a show, but I'm getting a little bit annoyed about like the, the complaining from the Red Bull wall or like Mercedes when they weren't told before max to give the space. And they blame that on why Lewis, hits max you know that sort of stuff like there's so much radio i'm wondering if they could just chill the radio out by 10 percent. if it could feel a little bit less like a little you know cat fight all the time <laughs> yeah no that that is true it gets to be so much and like uh, for the two of us like nerds about this stuff we we understand the context we understand at least my case some of the ruling and like some of it i'm just frantically googling like what this means but like for a casual viewer i mean i think you're losing some of them with like this cat fight that's like such a technical cat fight where like you get a good like i think espn sky sports they do a good job with commentation of like explaining all right this is what the dispute is over like in the case of like the runoff of like max passing lewis on like where here's what max's case is here's what lewis because it's like it's almost like a legal dispute playing out where you have to go back to precedent you have to go back to like 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 basically like the evidence presented and like they do have kind of real world evidence where they'll look at like if he locked up you look at his steering patterns his braking so like it, it, it gets to be a very technical trial, not in the like big boaster. It's like, I don't want to remove it all the way. I just, my comment is that this weekend and maybe it's just this weekend in particular, but it just felt so like, I like the drivers. I like hearing the driver's radio and I like a little bit of the um, team manager radio. You never hear Toto really. You just hear like Horner. Um, or, or specifically their engineers. But I think it got to be a little bit much when, when they were just like, I just feel bad for Michael Massey. That's all. He 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 he's a little bit um, over his skis on this thing. It's his first season, and he's dealing with the craziest title fight, um, probably top three, top five ever in this sports history. Um, it just felt like a little bit much this weekend. But Chase, it was it was incredible, and and we should get into kind of what actually happened in this race because obviously we're emotional about it, and we should we we should we should guide everybody yeah. through it. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll quickly recap um, kind of where we got. So we had a really exciting qualifying where, um, yeah, obviously like the main stays were, were running fast and Mercedes were as quick as can be. But Max really, when he was turning it on, seemed to have the pace that the Mercedes had. So his last um, lap of qualifying, well, it, it was his last lap. The time had gone away. So he couldn't run anymore. He was on pace to to sit on pole. So he was running faster than Lewis was, than Valtteri was. 
And going into this last, I think it was corner, I think it was 24, I think it was the last corner, it was a 25, 26. And um, it was, he was going incredibly quick. We had seen a lot of crashes in qualifying, not a lot, but we had seen a few crashes during qualifying. A lot of people nearly crash. And yeah, I mean, Max just- He almost bends it on the beginning, even before turn 26. <laughs> Max is going flying fast. Uh, Lewis at this point is on pole. Valtteri is second and Max is third. And there's even shots of uh, Fernando Alonso because he's getting interviewed because he didn't make it into Q3. I don't know if you saw that. Fernando Alonso and Daniel Ricciardo are getting interviewed by a media group. But while they're getting interviewed, they're looking at the at the TV screen at the track. And you see Max Verstappen pedal to the metal on this blazing fast track. I mean, this 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 track this past weekend, the cars were going so fast. They're 200 miles plus, I mean, on every single... It just felt like they were flying. And you're seeing Max inches away from the wall at every single turn. And for a guy like Fernando Alonso um, to be like eyes wide open saying, oh, my God, at how quick Max Verstappen was going around, he almost bins it. And he was still, I think, a tenth up on Lewis Hamilton in the first um, sector. But, yeah, go ahead. I mean, he when he gets to 26. Yeah, I mean, he just I mean, that inches away became like an inch in and he. He hit it and um, he just kind of, yeah, he, I mean, he kind of busts out like what, I don't know, like he wasn't like a wreck, but he just kind of lost it. And uh, he was lucky that, yeah, his gearbox was all good, that everything was, was fine, but he, um, he loses out on the pole just because. But that just was, showed that Red Bull had pace this weekend more so than I feel like the last two races chase. So like going into Sunday this weekend, like Max didn't get pole, but my God, he was too tenths up on lewis he would have had pole for sure yo 100 percent. i yeah it, i mean he was kind of breezing into pole. like i think like the commentators were like he kind of flew too close to the sun because he could have played it kind of conservative towards that end there was no need for him to be as fast on that corner as he was but i mean you can't really take a driver away from it um they um we had a caller but he he may come back here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, um, it, it, so so that qualifying, let's get into the race, yeah, and then oh, yeah. and then the race, it's it's Lewis on pole, it's Valtteri second, and it's Max. So you still don't have the one-two start of Lewis and Max, which you and I have talked about. Where we haven't had that in so long, where you have one-two fight, where it's like they could totally take yeah. each other out. Even on this start, we didn't. So, um. I think Lewis gets away well. Valtteri, as always, doesn't get away well. But Max, right? Doesn't Max take the lead off the start um, from three to first off, off the bat? Yeah, so he goes from three to first. Um, there's some traffic in there. Or he, where is, I got to I gotta pull it back up. But I think he goes around the outside on... Um, or he goes on the inside um, from his third position and he takes... Yeah. He's super aggressive. Like Max, Max in general, and this is probably like the comment about this pod or like the main takeaway is Lewis has been the cool prevailing head and Max. And and now we're getting into the final, final race. He, um, he doesn't care about crashing. And for some people there, they would say, that's awesome. I mean, this guy is so aggressive. He's so competitive. We need that in the sport. But to to big big gearheads and big big race fans, 
that's not racing, like forcing somebody off and not even trying to attempt a turn at a corner like he did in Brazil, like he did in this race later on. Um, Max is prepared to crash at every single turn. Lewis is never prepared to crash. And that's one of a compliment of Lewis. Like he is always taking the driver's line and is mindful enough. Like Lewis could not afford to crash in this race. If he doesn't finish, Max is world champion. So Max knew that. And if Max crashes out of this race with Lewis, he's still up by eight, right? Um, So Lewis has everything to lose and Max Mm -hmm. can still be kind of strategic. So Max knew that going into this race, but I thought it got a little bit chippy. So I know off the first start, Max takes the lead, but and no, he actually, uh, and I'm, I, I'm getting confused because we had quite a few restarts. We did. We had three restarts. Yeah. So Max did not take the lead. Lewis had the lead, and that's okay. where the pit came into play here. Oh, that's where that. That's where. Okay, so Schumacher. Yeah. So the start is that's when Schumacher bins it, and and the yeah. marshals can't clear and, up the debris, so we get our first red flag after the start. Yeah, and the important thing to note was that um, they had Mercedes had built out a big lead here, or a twenty second lead that what they before twenty second over Max, over and, Max. and yeah, exactly, and yeah. so they they bring they bring them in, which is a pretty safe um, time to bring in drivers if you if you're thinking it's a one stopper, which I think everyone mm-hmm. assumed this this race would have been would be. Um, it's they decided to change tires after twenty or how many laps was it? I think it was. I think it was thirteen. 13 the, the Mercedes laps. came in after thirteen. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and so they bring them in. Which hey, listen, I mean, I can't really fault the Mercedes crew. I mean, it's Mac or Lewis was a bit mad at them because of what played out, but basically they bring him in somewhat early. Um, and then Mick goes to the wall, um, loses control, and there is um, safety flag out. They bring them all in. So, in essence, Mercedes gets or Mercedes kind of blows a pit, and then Red Bull gets a free pit and gains back that twenty seconds that they had lost. Um, which brings up, which brings up when they throw that first red flag, Mercedes had already just pit. Red Bull had not, and they were you know, in front of Mercedes at that point. But the issue here is, is that in this sport for the last 15 years, when there is a red flag, teams are allowed to change their tires, which to me, Chase is like, why is that a thing? You know, like, why are you, uh, it's not necessarily a strategy. Like you can't bank on a red flag, maybe on a track like this, where crashes and, and collisions seem so likely in Saudi Arabia with the tight corners. But like, I just can't believe that, that Mercedes you know, taking it for the lead, opening up that gap, pitting at the appropriate time, all things considered, they then get penalized by a red flag. It just doesn't seem right to me. It's true. I think they honestly do that because it screws these guys. I mean, you're dealing with such technical decision makers and gaming out everything. I think FIA and Formula One as a whole enjoys the fact that they could have a wrench thrown in and you don't get ultimately just like the fastest car making this the smartest decision at the right time you get that that curveball that results in the drama we saw so i don't know it made it super fun it made it super fun i will i will admit that so i i that's my gut on it i'm sure we could find out exactly why they make that decision but it does it really can't screw you over so um no it's 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 kind of like luck of the draw, um, but 
Red Bull pulls the lucky card um, early, and then so they say they line them back up on this on the first uh, restart. So like after that red flag is when um, we have um, basically uh, they line up with I think it's Max Lewis um, Valtteri, and um, the way it goes is basically like. Max had been really slow on his starts. Even the first start, like he kind of locks up. He, I mean, traditionally, this he did not Bull, have good. He did not have good starts on Sunday. Honestly, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he really didn't. And so in that restart, it, Lewis breaks out way ahead of Max into the first corner. Um, not way ahead, but he's got like by far the better start, and they're wheel to wheel. And then Lewis is going into that corner before him, and Max just does. Another one of his moves. He does where, what Max does. Yeah. Lewis had the inside line on that restart um, after the red flag, and Matt's literally, Max literally cuts a corner um, to keep the lead. Cuts a corner, not penalized for that corner, um, shockingly. And here he's not penalized for that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he gets penalized later. It's it's hard, it gets hard to ma- keep up with all this stuff because it, like it felt like you. And Max is a guy that's doing it. Like besides like one time that Lewis maybe, you know, gets a little bit testy towards the end of the race. Like, and, and it's a little bit of Christian Horner too, where it's like Max is cutting the start just to keep the lead. And, 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 you know, and then the FAA has to come in and give him penalties and stuff like that. Like it's just Lewis has the inside corner and he has to release because otherwise Max and him are going to collide. You know, Lewis is in front of Max there. Like in racing, you have to honor the person that's, you know, half a car's length ahead of you. Max does not care. The rules don't apply to him, it seems like, in this race. It's, I, I'm trying to think of the best NBA analogy because it's not quite James Harden who's trying to get a foul call every play. It's more like Chris Paul, where Chris Paul in the, like will set the tone with defensive, like in the playoffs especially. Like He will play really hard defense and force the ref's hand to be like, are, are you going to call a foul every time? Like, like set the precedent. And kind of play off that precedent. So that's sort of what Max is doing here. He's, he's. I mean, he's not going to concede an inch, um, and he's just going to try to make the argument time and time again that he's got no room. Um, so we just keep seeing that play out. Um, so he's able to actually go around and not be penalized in that after the restart. And Ocon slips ahead of of Lewis, and then Lewis quickly dispatches Ocon. But Ocon ran, a, I mean, a fabulous race. Like we could just talk about him a little bit, but I was kind of shocked. The guy that kind of was having like a so-so season really came to play, and, and I think like just missed out on that podium, which is kind of sad for him, but it just I ultimately just can't really outrace the Mercedes. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about it. Like, Fernando had a had a podium, you know, and Alpine has had some return uh, of strength towards the end of this season. It, it, it hopefully bodes well for them as being the leader of the of the middle pack if you're pushing McLaren up to kind of your um, tier in between middle and top end. But, uh, yeah, you know, Ocon didn't put a foot wrong. I mean, he's a quick driver, Um as as everybody who listens to this pod knows, he's not my favorite. But um, yeah, he he put together a good race. But ultimately, it's a Mercedes v Red Bull show, and and this race was no different. Um, it just the tension is the tension is, is yeah. to the moon. And then I think we should get into like probably, in my opinion, the most dramatic part of the race, which I think we even have a disagreement on because it's 
it's very much like up to interpretation if you're like a Max or a Lewis guy, um, the the collision that happens in this race. So um, basically, we, we touched on it, but Max charges ahead after the restart, and he basically holds the lead. He's racing really well. Um, Lewis does what he does best, which is he comes and he, he finally gets a DRS, um, and he's faster on the straights. The Mercedes have been faster on the straights all day and gets ultimately gets max um and passes max and then max um decides to try to take him back on the corner and um make decides to not go to decides to not go for (laughs) for a turn he does the classic diagonal (laughs) it's like you're making a left turn and you just decide you just decide to go into the house on the side of the road like that's what max verstappen (laughs) is doing just so that lewis hamilton does not pass him and it's funny, Chase, because like, not to get back into the FIA drama, but of course, following this race, Max and Christian Horner are complaining about, you know, the FIA getting involved. Well, then don't do those sort of turns. Like, what do you expect by by doing that sort of turn? And I know you you're a Max fan. In the last five races, six races, I'm leaning more towards Lewis in this championship hunt since he's just been an absolute stallion. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, that that turn, Lewis Lewis catches up to him. Red Bull should have won this race. I mean, they've been gifted that red flag. They've been gifted a free pit stop. But still, Lewis Hamilton picks up that DRS on this blazing fast track and should pass him. But Max cuts him off. Yeah. And listen, my I think my argument is like it's it's when we talk about this stuff and when you argue about this stuff, like not argue intensely, but like when you when you have a sports fan conversation, you're in formula one you're not equipped with the same tools as other sports In other sports you can pretty easily gauge teammates and and how good like the the tools a particular star or team is equipped with so like i think the grounds for making your argument who this person's better or this person deserved this or this person like is outperforming it's it's easier grounds to argue because I think a lot of the other factors are either more controlled or or just better understood. Whereas when you're talking Formula One, you're talking about skill, but you're I mean you're also discussing cars that at any given time can be vastly different than each other. So it's it's hard to determine. You 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 have indicators like qualifying, you have indicators like past performance, all these things, and other drivers to tell you how fast a car is. But ultimately, it's like all right, if if you're Max and you have you've seen this story before, like the Mercedes is going to be catching up with you. It's a faster car in in regards to the straights and and all this stuff. Are like and you're as competitive as Max is. Like, he, I mean, I, I'm kind of speaking. It's it's a bit dirty, but he, I would if I'm him. Like, you got a championship on the line. Like, you have to do all you can. Like, you you're gonna leave it all on kind of the track and. And if it becomes like a, hey, like, this is my last resort is put it in the FIA's hands and, and see if they're going to call me on it. Like, let's do it. And it almost worked for him. It almost worked for him. He hey, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Chase. But that's not what he's doing. He's he's doing half of what you're saying. Um, Red Bull is is not racing on certain occasions. They're being, they're, they're, they're showing a lot of gamesmanship. Like that's who they are. It seems like with Christian Horner and Max behind the wheel. I mean, Hey, Max has been driving 
with Red Bull and under Christian Horner since like his late teens, right? So Christian Horner's level of competitiveness and cheekiness and and his constant gamesmanship um, has surely rubbed off on Max Verstappen. Um, it, it's like his life coach. Um, so yeah, I think Max has taken a lot of little cheap turns and he for sure is not afraid of colliding with Lewis. He knows that Lewis doesn't want to collide with him because that ends his championship. So there's a, there's a, you know, there's a side to it, Chase, that I don't disagree with. Like, I get it. Like that's ultimate strategy, balls to the wall. Max Verstappen is saying, I'm testing you. You're not going to do anything about it, but let's be real. Lewis has done plenty about it. He's actually outraced him and he's beaten him in the last three races and he's tied this damn championship up. And I just think that Max is getting to the point where um, he needs to race an incredible race. He needs to put together more laps like he almost did at the end of qualifying um, on Saturday here in Saudi Arabia. Like Max needs to outrace Lewis. He hasn't even been trying to race Lewis for the last three races. Like do something about it. Outperform the car. Pull a Pierre Gasly do something about it. I'm just getting frustrated with the amount of cheeky things that he's doing because it's not racing. No. Yeah, it, it is all he's been cheeky to the back. I think the best analogy, it's like, it's like the Jordan rules um, pistons. It's like you have on one hand, like the most talented NBA player and like all, like the strategy was like, listen, this is our, like the only way to beat this guy is to like, you got to play rough. You got to play dirty. And yeah, sports fans are going to feel a certain way about that. Like there are people that hate those, those bad boy teams There are people that love those bad boy teams. That's what makes all this stuff. So fun. that's why it's so um, funny that like, we're yeah. finally getting to this point where like, I don't think that a race ago we were feeling this way. And it's funny that in this sport, it's very cool um, that in one race's time, if you stuck, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen in an alley, they would fight, you know, like that's how I feel right now. Like I think that they are at each other's throats. It was funny to see them, you know, they have to do that FIA regulation weigh in at the end of the race. And Max is literally right behind Lewis as Lewis is on the scale. And I was looking at them like, is Max going to shove Lewis? Because they are, they are really, really annoyed with each other and it's setting up for the best race, hopefully in Abu Dhabi. Um, under the, under the lights in the dark, um, the cars are going to look fantastic. There's going to be fireworks, literally and figuratively. Um, I'm so excited, and 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 hey, I'm glad that we're having this debate because you're a Max fan, and hopefully, your final prediction is that Max wins it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you if I think that Lewis is going to win it. I'll, I'll wait for our preview pod next week for Abu Dhabi, but um, anyways, let's let's not get off, and you know, we no, still have more to come in yeah, this crazy I, race. I just wanted to get one more thing because we actually didn't touch on it was like, and it's partly a question, partly just topic. So clearly I think we both agree. Max was in the wrong and was, was penalized for, for going outside when, and towards the end of the race, when he, when he cut the corner and, and was obviously ordered to give back the position. What do you make of that collision? And like what blame, like, cause a lot of people see like, Oh, like Lewis said he was break testing me. I don't, as much as I well, do let's guide. That- let's tell the listener what we're talking about because we we talked about Max cutting off Lewis and him getting a penalty for that. So basically, you're getting radio feeds as the cars keep on driving, and Max cuts off Lewis, and everybody's kind of screaming, going, "Is Lewis?" And we're within at this point ten laps left in the race. 
So we're within that range. Where is Lewis going to get close enough to Max Verstappen? Slash, is he just is Max just going to continue to do this um, to Lewis every single turn? Um, and what is it? Two laps later, Lewis is picking up speed, picking up speed, connects in at that like double or triple DRS zone in Saudi Arabia, which was super fun. It just allows these drivers to pick up so much speed to finally overtake some cars and he's he's almost yeah. there again right but but then they there's not enough room and then the FIA comes over on the radio and tells Red Bull you need to give up your space yeah and i mean i've looked at it a million times and like weird takes about this like like obviously like max could have cleared a little bit more to the way but like it was not like he clearly was breaking um, he was being strategic. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, as much as like it probably pained him to give it back, like he yeah. was giving it back. And I like, I, I do believe that Lewis didn't hear it, but like, what is the like penalty for like driving to the back of someone? Like, how do they orchestrate that? I, I, that's what I was a little bit confused. So about on the TV, on the TV, you see that Max and Red Bull are being told to give the space. And what happens next is just wild because Lewis Hamilton is coming up on Max, but you don't hear the radio. You don't hear Michael Massey and the FIA call Mercedes and tell them yet. So you only hear him call Red Bull to tell Max to do it. And Max starts slowing down, but he's in the middle of the track chase and he's doing it specifically. He's slowing down specifically before the DRS zone because he knows that he can pick up the DRS once he gives it back to Lewis and overtake him once again. So he's doing like the cheeky. But is that cheap or is so, that so, smart? That's what I, I know. And so I agree with like, you there. Like, I think Lewis would do the exact same thing. I have no problem with Max doing it. Is it, is it a little bit, is, a, is it a little bit crappy to, to, to give somebody the place there and then just get them right on the next turn just because of how advantageous it is? I don't know. But like, I think that Lewis would do the exact same thing. So I have no issue with that. The only thing I don't know is like, did Mercedes get the radio call in time? Because Merce- uh, all of a sudden you see Lewis Hamilton, who's driving extremely fast. Max slams on the brakes um, at, right at the end. He like he he was slowing down already, but then he slammed kind of at the end, and Lewis Hamilton hmm. hits him. But Lewis was breaking too, which was in, which was confusing as well. Like because Lewis, Lewis didn't want to yeah. pass him there. Lewis Lewis yeah. knew what Max was doing, but he was like, "I'm not going to give you this fake." let me buy thing just for max to then overtake him again. So I think both drivers are at fault here, but just unbelievable. I I, I knew that there was going to be a collision. I think we talked about it in the pre-race pod, but yeah, Lewis just drives all the way into the back of max Verstappen. Yeah. It's it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Is so like, yeah, the, the argument will be like, did they get the call? And I mean, I'm sure they'll be able to like, find like this is not hard evidence to dig up but like it were they given the call like in time like was mercedes informed enough but like like could like lewis be held at all accountable for driving to the back of him like is that something that they i haven't heard any talk of that but is that like penalizable i don't know i don't think they'll touch it like Mm -hmm. i i don't think that they're going to um do anything to obstruct this last race yeah, like I think I think Max did a lot of crappy stuff in this race. Um, on my Lewis bias side, I think he I think he was being pretty cheeky, mm-hmm. um, and he got penalized for it. He got an additional five second penalty after the race, which didn't really matter because he was 
you know, well ahead of Valtteri Botas, but he ended up getting a full 10-second te- penalty on plenty of other tracks. That would be a position, you know, uh, another position docked. So I think the FIA is probably not going to keep on going on this because it's a tie, you know, it's a tie battle and it's really just up to the better driver in the final race. But I, I get your side. Like this is where I'm not just going to say that Max is a sore loser. Like Max was obviously being strategic. They had this understood before the race, like they're being strategic. You can even hear Christian Horner when he tells Max to give the place back. He says, let's be smart about it which is a clear indication of him being like, let him pass at a certain yes. part on the track that you know that as soon as he passes, you can get a better angle. And that's why he stays at the middle of the track because he doesn't want Lewis to have the racing line as he passes him. Um, but so I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't think Lewis is going to get mm-hmm. penalized. I think that that's just a driving incident. I don't think for sure Lewis was not driving purposefully into the back of Max Verstappen because that's not going to that's not going to really... I mean, sure, it could kind yeah. of affect Max Verstappen's car. But again, like Max Verstappen doesn't care. He's totally fine with wrecking. He was eight points ahead of Lewis. He'd, he'd, he'd way rather go ahead into the final yeah, race with an eight-point lead um, as opposed to now being fully tied. And, and Toto's reaction indicates he thought that was it. I think he thought that was the championship. He thought the car was wrecked. He thought. I mean, it looked. I even thought, like, they, they've closed up on Lewis's front wing, and it looked like, it was going to be like a no go for him, but it was ultimately, I mean, he drove, he drove great. There was also a moment, which guess what prevailed? Guess what prevailed? Chase racing prevailed. prevailed. Lewis Hamilton (laughs) with a, with a broken wing, Max Verstappen would have stormed out of the car and thrown his gloves off and pouted. And Christian Horner would have, you know, rested Max's little head on his chest and said, you know, they're just out to get us at Red Bull. But, but, you know, Lewis is not that guy. Lewis just comes in and and smokes him. But Max seemed to give, he wasn't ordered to let him pass again. So like they, they have the dust up and then um, like Max ultimately at the end seems to slow down and give Lewis a place. Did, I don't know. Were you, did he watch that portion? He didn't need to do that. Yeah. That yeah. was, a, that was, that's where Christian Horner was like, you didn't need to do that. Yeah. So I, I think Max like, is just, he's getting overwhelmed a little bit by this title fight. Cause it was weird. I mean, you'd expect like, that's the opposite of Max's nature to like, like not even order. Like you have to order him twice to give up. A but doesn't that, up. doesn't that make you think like, I know you were saying that, that, that Max wasn't doing anything bad, but if Max was thinking that he needed to give it up, doesn't that, doesn't that tell you that he was being, being a uh, cheeky. Oh, for, for a mean, guy that I'm, never would no, do that for him to be like, I think I probably need to give this up. Do you think that he was break testing Lewis Hamilton? No, I don't think he was break testing Lewis Hamilton because like, Ultimate, like, I don't think you can't, like, like, I don't think you can necessarily break test. And like, he, I think he assumed that they they told Mercedes the same thing he had heard. Like, so like for, I think for him, it's like, all right, you've got like this guy hearing that he, that I'm giving him position, like in his mind, he can't know exactly what Michael Massey is saying to Mercedes, but like, he'd assume in most instances, if you get told to give up position, the team getting that position is getting told the same thing. So like, like, I mean, yeah, maybe, like, I just think, listen, I think they are cheeky in a way. Like, they are running up on every line you can run up on at Red Bull. Not going to lie. But I think that's exactly what you have to do when you know your car doesn't have the same pace. I agree. And, I agree. If I was a Red Bull fan, I agree. You got to do everything you yeah. possibly can 
Mercedes has been dominant the last few races. And, and, but the, but the matter is, is that Rebel had pace this weekend. You know, Max showed it on that qualifying lap. Rebel got the benefit of that red flag, right? They, oh, yeah. they, they get all these positives, but ultimately, I just think like Max needs to focus on racing. He's so focused on, I, I don't know, maybe it's a cheap, maybe it's a cheap comment. Obviously, if Max Verstappen was on this podcast, I would curl up into a little ball and I wouldn't say anything and I would praise him. <laughs> but like the reality is, is like, I just want there to be good racing. And there has been a, uh, there has been a lot of that, but uh, I'm just thankful mm. that we still saw Lewis Hamilton able to drive the car and he still put some pretty good times there at the end and ultimately finishes this race and wins the race, which Lewis deserved to win this race. Max Verstappen did not. And I don't want to hear it from you or anybody else to say that Max deserved to win it. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I do. I agree with you that it, Lewis deserved to win the race. Um, for sure. He, he drove great. I, I do, I do think that some of the cheekiness like is a part of racing I, and I think you can get on your high horse a bit if you're Lewis in the fastest car <laughs> and be like, Oh, like I'm, I'm like, I, all I want to do is do beautiful race. It's like, it's yeah. easy from that car to, to take that high road where like, I'm thinking of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen with the, uh, with the cup of espresso and his, uh, in his Perrier branded NASCAR yeah. and Talladega Nights. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's great. So let's, I think, let's kind of um let's wrap this one up we'll i think prediction wise um we're dead even um we'll do our predictions later this week but i think we're gonna have a pretty special show you Um, did not get your sebastian vettel one no no sebastian vettel uh that one i i didn't i I mean i'm glad he finished this race but um that was definitely he finished top 10 yeah he qualified 17th yeah um but yeah he had a top 10 finish we went 4-4 this week on our predictions. We're 20-15 to 15 going into the final race. So the championship is decided. Actually, is it? We get 2-2-2, two, 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 which would be six points. So possibly if I got zero points, you could win 21-20. to 20. So we it still would, have yeah. something to fight for. That's kind of fun. But I may have to go like, all like randos on the because like the well i mean dude, imagine imagine if they imagine if they take each other out and and you put max yeah. and lewis in your top three prediction yeah no i think i have to go like down the grid people because like, so you're gonna you're gonna I, basically I mean, plan on there being a wreck i think that's my my max for stappen <laughs> coming like doing everything i can modality i think i have to hope there's um some commotion and that we have like a crazy yuki sonoda uh podium finish with like pierre and i, I yeah maybe right. i'll just go ferrari and hope and the is. championship will be decided like three weeks after the final race because it's because it's handled yeah. outside we'll have to talk next on the on the Which, preview pod later this week about like scenarios because here it is we're tied i think it's 269 and a half points to 269 and a half points um going yeah. into the final race there are plenty of plenty of quirky scenarios um that could play out for the best title fight in formula one history it's crazy the one thing i want to note which is max ultimately if let's say they both wreck or they don't finish or i don't know probably scenarios that are unlikely um max does win the tiebreaker because of um wins race wins yeah he's got nine versus eight which makes you kind of look at like the valtteri botas wins 
uh, or the Esteban Ocon wins, you know, everything matters. Um, and we even talked about it, like fast, fastest lap matters. Max couldn't put it together here at the end of Saudi Arabia, even though he finished in second, he didn't have the tires at the end of the race to put it together. And Lewis got fastest lap. So that's another thing where Max isn't leading by one point. Because then, if it's a driving incident wreck in Abu Dhabi, Max wins because of that one fastest lap point. I think it's really fun that we don't have one of those. Because like, with the way that Max has been racing, if he took a one-point lead going into Abu Dhabi, um, I wouldn't put it past that dude to just wreck Lewis Hamilton and, and say that he won. That's crazy. But no, I'm not <laughs> as much of a Max fan as I am. Like, I, 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 I don't put that out of the realm of possibility. Um, yeah, you're sticking in there. I'm, I'm attacking you as the, as, as the one-on-one pod goes, but I think it's fun. It's fun <laughs> to at least, and I'm also hyping up my Lewis fandom. Um, I'm not as big of a Lewis fan as our, as our listener Dane is, but um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be really fun. And I think it, it's good to, to chat with you uh, from Lewis's perspective and you from Max's perspective. Cause I do think there's a lot of racing strategy I think Red Bull's doing, I guess, what they think they have to do. I just want a little bit less of the bickering on the radio in Abu Dhabi, and I want a lot more racing between the two of them. I want to see really beautiful overtakes. I feel like I feel like a princess, but give it to me, Abu Dhabi. Give it to me. <laughs> uh, it's going to be really, really fun. I, I can't wait. We're going to watch this together, right? What time for the... It's for a the 5 a.m. It's a 5 a.m. Oh. race, and... Oh, um, buddy, should we just pull an all nighter? Is, is that what I was going to say? I, yeah. I don't want to do the I don't want to do the stream view four hours later. I'm going to wake up and watch it, whether whether you're going to drink an espresso yeah. with me as we watch this. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, we should. We'll uh, we should watch it together. Yeah, I'm down. I'll, I'll hit you up at four where I am. I'll bring over some coffee or, or you can come over. Yeah, here. no, that'll be that'll be a blast. But I'm excited for the preview pod later this week on uh, on hopefully Thursday so we can talk before the practice session. Perfect. Love that. Awesome. Um, let's let, let's do it, Johnny. This was a pleasure. Super fun race and uh, can't wait for the for Sunday. Or I it'll feel like Saturday morning, but whatever. It's 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 already started. Like I'm already <laughs> looking at all the media stuff. So it's race week. Um looking forward to it as well. Thanks, Chase. Awesome. Thank you. Peace.